You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Attention, if you're an eastern whitetail hunter with dreams of hunting elk, antelope, or mule deer out west, but are overwhelmed with the knowledge gap, look no further than Outdoor Class. Outdoor Class features professionally produced courses taught by the world's leading outdoor experts and can be consumed on your phone, computer, or TV. Visit OutdoorClass.com and start the process of making your hunting dreams come true. Use discount code EMPIRE20 at checkout for 20% off. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. All right, this is the Whitetail Experience Podcast bonus episode coming in this week with Mr. Cameron Deerfield. If you caught the BS session early in the week, had a few laughs, some good deer talk, I felt. And again, we did this in person. This is a little more centered around the cell cam discussion. And I'd say he does a really good job of of remaining neutral and kind of maybe steering me off of uh, my rocker because everyone knows how I feel about the the cell cam thing. Um, If you caught the episode with Dan I did uh, on his podcast not too long ago, I got a little heated. Uh, But this one's a little more neutral as far as both guys, hey, um, you're in two different camps and, and that's allowed to be, but, uh, I, I appreciate Cam, uh, uh, discussing this with me. And, and like I said, it, it was a good time. I, I had some laughs when I was over there we drank some beers and it was, it was a solid evening of podcasting. All right, let's let it rip. Okay. I think we are running. Yes. Okay. So today's podcast, I am on location, which, uh, you might be the first like guy I've gone to podcast with at, uh, Residents and, and you know we have a pretty good podcast studio. We got a lot of dead oh, yeah. deer on the wall. We got a lot of sheds. Well, it probably helps. I'm eight minutes away. Yeah, yeah, that is true. <laughs> He's like, hey, I'm I'm ten minutes down the road. Uh, let's do this in person. Um, Cameron Deerfield, why don't you give us a a thirty second, one minute, quick intro uh, for the folks that don't know you? You are a local Ohio bow hunter. Yeah, I uh, I wouldn't just classify myself as a bow hunter. I'm just a deer hunter. I uh, I shoot deer with guns, bows, whatever is legal. I uh, I just like chasing big deer. I like chasing public land deer. I like chasing private land deer. I just uh, <clears throat> I, I enjoy the art of finding big deer and uh, just enjoying myself out there. Um, I honestly like the older I get, I'm, I like I like I like shed hunting more than I do actually deer hunting. But I've been very fortunate throughout my hunting career, and I've shot some decent deer, and uh, that's kind of gave me gave me somewhat of a little name for myself that I uh, can kill at least 140 inch deer. Yeah, you've killed a lot of <laughs> a, a, a couple like. Um, Giants, absolute uh, giants, right? Well, you you and I are within striking distance of age, yeah. and uh, your wall is much bigger and and pronounced, if you will. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna but all that comes at a price. Sure, sure. Yeah. And uh, you've done some outfitting, you've done some yeah. stick bow hunting, so yeah. so um, a wide variety of time in the woods. Yeah, I pretty I pretty much devoted my life to it. Like I I dropped out of high school to deer hunt. I've quit every job I've ever had to deer hunt. Uh, it's wow. just uh, 
I, it, but it comes at a cost. You know, you, you, you miss out on family time. You miss out on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, to have a wall that I have is, is cool, but it's uh, it comes it comes with a with a price, you know. And that's kind of why I stand the way I do with the industry and everything. Yeah. Now, you know what I mean. Yeah. And so I had I had the debate this year, and I have stayed kind of quiet on the cell cam topic, and and uh, maybe it was a hunt I had experience with that kind of gave me a bad taste. But and then I said, you know, like I see these guys, and and they don't speak up for what they believe in sometimes, right? Because they. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't. They don't want to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, this is kind of bothering me. And I started posting some of these memes around cell cams and uh, is this fair chase? And uh, posting some examples that were uh, were very borderline to to cringy, right? Like mm-hmm. a guy. Yeah, we won't get into him. But like, and you're like, hey, like, I think you're also somewhat disrespecting guys that would kill big deer on a regular basis. And mm-hmm. I said, you know, that's a that's a valid point. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to be that. But I do. I am scared to where it's going, and obviously at ATA now the live feature. That's a right. that's like oh wow, like that. Some of that technology I was speaking about, people were like, oh, that's not coming. This well, it's here. Yeah, no, it is here. So, but it's like a technology is something that we've all depended on our entire hunting career. We grew up in the era of technology hunting. Yeah, like so, the dudes from like the the nineties ish uh, and prior. Oh man. They they would have a field day with us. Well, you know, so that's some of the advantages of the to tech to the whole technology thing and trail cameras. Like one thing that I will argue about cell cameras or trail cameras in general is what we've seen over the last twenty years in deer hunting is the class of deer go up, sure. the maturity of deer go up, the, the class of deer in areas go up because people know what's in the area now, so they're not going to shoot a three year old knowing there's a five year old hundred hundred eighty inch deer. There. So there has been... There's been benefits to it. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I feel like there's so much negativity surrounding the cell camera thing right now. Like, let's talk about the benefits. Sure, sure. Because it it has benefited us all as hunters in a way of like, there's more people passing smaller deer. Sure. And and like my stance was, I feel the, the ability to swipe your phone and be getting the information from multiple locations... With mm-hmm. with the zero disturbance, yeah, that, but that that to me is kind of uh, my 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 big negative, and and I'm afraid that because those guys have spent no time in the woods, like that's a pretty good advantage for not doing what I feel like is the craft, if you will, per se. But in order to find a big deer, you got to find a big deer, no matter if you have a cell camera, a conventional camera, or no cameras. So in order to put the work in to find that deer. It doesn't matter if you have a cell camera or not. What that cell camera is allowing you to do is do things that you couldn't do otherwise. Like, for instance, if you're at home and it's 8 o'clock at night and you're sitting there reading your daughter a, a, a book and, you know, a, cam- or a, 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 a picture comes up. Okay, well, at least I know the class of deer that I want to chase is in this area, so I'm not wasting my time. That doesn't necessarily mean you're killing that deer. Mm-hmm. Um, I run 58, 58 cell cameras. Uh, uh, cell cams throughout the season i have 300 cameras period so if i could kill every deer i have on cell camera man <laughs> you know what i mean i would I'd, yeah. be, I'd be one bad mofo yeah but it's not gonna happen and the argument behind the cell camera is like this one guy that gets a picture of a deer and he walks out back of his house and he shoots it like okay let's really break this down you're talking about one the, guy the, one, like one hour kill but you're talking about one guy that just so happens to live on the farm that he, that he hunts. And then 
on top of that, it just so happens to be during gun week. On top mm-hmm. of that, it just so happens to be a daylight picture. On top of that, he just so happens to be home from work. On top of that, he is able to walk out and shoot this deer. Mm-hmm. He's got to have a lot of things. That's less than one percent of people. So, um, that technology allows that to happen. Sure, I guess the thing for me that I um, I have seen right is the the ability to like not step in the woods. And have a very good starting point. Okay. That that to me is like a lot of people are concerned about the 12, 24 hour kills, mm-hmm. right? Like where okay, the buck was was looped this particular scrape at, at night. Two days later, there's a cold front, there's a rain stoppage. Like chances are that's a good scrape to go hunt, and, and they they maybe pull it off, maybe they don't. So what about the guy that went and checked his camera two two days before that cold front hit? Sure. So you know what I mean. So he's gonna have the same advantage. But you know what the only difference in that is is time. So that, I, that gentleman has more time to be in the field. Correct. He did save time. But like on that walk in, he could have bumped the deer. The deer could have seen him, heard him. Anybody could have done that. Though. Sure. Especially if he's on camera. And your chances of bumping him is even higher. Yeah. So I have the debate too of like if I go hunt a scrape, I don't know if I want to pull the camera before the hunt sometimes because I don't want that ground scent in the, in the potential standing point of a buck, right? Perhaps there there is a plus minus like oh I gain intel of but that's a, that all comes down to how you set your cameras. Sure, is it far enough back? Is the is wind it, doing is whatever? It, is it twelve feet up a tree? Yeah, and can I and can I climb it with my climbing sticks and not interfere with what he's going to do? He's probably going to come from downwind. Yeah, so don't walk on the downwind side of your scrape. Yeah, and I, so for me it's like uh, I I err on the side of caution a lot of times, Which, whether that's good or as, bad. As whitetail hunters, you should. You know, but that to me is like the, the, the difference. And, the, and then obviously you multiply it out. If that individual has, say, 15 camps, before that cold front rain stop, he can, he can pick what he thinks is the most killable. Whether it happens or not, there, there's... So you, you hunt a lot of the same terrain that I, I, that I hunt. And as far as like southern, you know, southern part of the state, it's, it's hill country. Do you really think if you got a cell camp picture of a buck that you could walk up on him and kill him? That, like, within an hour kind of thing? Within an hour kind of thing. I like my chances more in this scenario we just described, where he's been active on a certain scrape, and I could kill him maybe two or three days later when late October that that front comes in. But, like, an individual picture of him moving through, like, a let's say, a a trail on a terrain or just on a hillside. Mm -hmm. See, and that's the thing. So it's like... You, us Especially as public, with the boat, us, right? us as public land hunters, where we walk two, three miles back and we and we set a camera, we might not want to walk in there four times a summer. So, so you put a cell camera back there to save yourself because you don't like what's the what's the end goal here? What's the reason we're going out and scouting every weekend? What's the reason we're taking time away from our yeah. family? What's the reason we're down there all November to shoot a big deer? Mm-hmm. That's what this entire industry is based off of shooting big deer. Yeah, and, and I've talked about that. Is that kind of you know? The, so, is that the dagger that's driving some of this? Per se, it is. It you know, be. but like, so you got guys who kill big deer because it's cool to kill big deer. And you got guys who kill big deer because they're passionate about killing big deer. And there's a, you can definitely watch a guy's social media, watch how he acts, his reactions to things, and tell who what the difference is. Mm-hmm. There's guys that do it that go to outfitters every year that shoot 170 inch deer. There's guys that have never been to an outfitter in their life that shoot 170 inch deer every year. There's a definitive difference between those two gentlemen. You know what I mean? Okay, so we talk about the camera that's two miles back in some sort of uh, system. And I guess my my thing is, right, by putting that camera there, 
you're putting it, you know, they tell you to put the cell cams in the areas you do not want to disturb. Right. The areas that are uh, very intrusive to hunt and scout. Mm-hmm. To me, is that bypassing some of these whitetail's defenses, right? Because that whitetail has figured out that, hey, back in that particular system, it's a little more advantageous to live. I don't get as much hunting pressure back in there, potentially. But we all know that as deer hunters. Sure, sure, sure. But, like, I definitely feel that some of these, like, uh, tippy-toe type areas where you don't want to go in a lot, those deer start to move a little bit, and the cell cam tells you, okay, now is your drone strike. Now is your best percent to drone strike. Nothing is guaranteed, but it gives you that, okay, he's moved in daylight one time in that far back system, and, uh, you know... Now it's time to he, he's he's starting to get stupid, if you will. Uh, the best term I've ever heard, I've ever heard when it comes to killing big deer is uh, big deer will tell you when they're when they're ready to die. I like that, and that's the truth. Uh, killing big deer isn't hard. Finding big deer is the hardest part. Yes, and anybody will tell you that. So, if you already know where a big deer is, you probably have enough witch to you that you could kill that deer without the camera. That camera just reassuring you what that he's there. You're still gonna hunt there. Whether that camera was there or not, if you feel in your heart, if you feel enough in your heart to put a camera in there, you're gonna hunt it. Yeah, plain and simple. We but all we all know as deer hunters, we've we've a lot of us have killed deer that weren't on camera, yeah. that were in the areas that we knew they they were they were there. Yeah, but okay, so so you have several of these like hard to get to spots. You're gonna hunt the one that has the pictures. Depending on your wind, depending on access, sure. depending on the time of season, depending on food sources, depending on where you think he's bedded. If he's bedded in the wrong spot, why would you go in there? Yeah, I agree. But So, like, that camera only tells you he's there. You're, yeah. you're just reassuring what you already knew. Yeah. But if I have two, three, four hub systems, mm-hmm. right, ridges, fingers, right, they're, they're, these both suck to get to. This one has two bucks that I'd like to shoot starting to be daylight. My Saturday morning, I need to be either scouting towards that area, hunting that area, scouting in front of it. But but I've I, I've I got my starting point much more advantageous because I've got the text. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I think a conventional camera is much easier to hunt. You wanna know why? Because I got to go in there three to four times a summer, right? So if I access differently each, uh, you know, when I go in to check my camera, if I access differently than what I'm gonna hunt, mm-hmm. he's gonna adapt the way that I access to check my camera. So if I get him betting to access the way I check my camera and I go into hunting from a different way, I've already got him. I just I knew the deer was there that I thought was there. That's the only thing the camera's doing. Yeah. That's what the cell camera's doing. Yeah. In the same sense of I know he's there, he knows that camera's there. We all know big mature deer know where cameras are. They know what a camera is. They've all been shot at. They've been shot at on corn piles. They know what a corn pile yeah. is. There's not a single deer in this state that hasn't ate from a corn pile. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just that's facts. I mean, you 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 hunt public enough to, as 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 I do. We found corn piles on public. Oh wait, and, uh, uh, what is it? Two out of four properties that butt up to them have a feeder. Yeah, you know, and so it's like, and those guys, the guys, the, the properties that butt up to public have corn on public. Okay. Most of the time, you know, so you're finding out that these deer aren't killable just because they're on camera. Like it takes somewhat of a skill to actually kill he's on camera in that spot because it's at his advantage to be in that spot it's not at your advantage to be at that spot that's why you got a camera there that's the difference between between shooting good deer and mature deer you're putting your camera where you can't be 
You just want to know that he's and, there. And don't want to be when the time's wrong. Right. Or when the time's right, you don't want to be there because you know you can't be there. Because you know why he's there? The thermals are working in his favor. The wind's in his yeah. favor. Well, the reason that he's there is because he can be there and be safe. You don't want to be there. Yeah. You want to catch him coming to a place where you can harvest that animal. Yeah. And like... That, and that's why like I'm like the undisturbed side of the cell cam thing bothers me, right? Um, and like the multiplication out uh, of of being so many places at one time. Yeah. Because like I I, I did a you and I what, what can we we can't really quantify the undisturbed factor, right? I, mm -hmm. I give that somewhere between a times two to times ten, mm -hmm. and it probably depends on the set, the farm, the the deer themselves, but. For I, I, you look at a camera 15 minutes down the road. It's going to take you 15 to drive, 15 to walk, quad runner in there, whatever. 15 minutes back home, you're you're talking an hour. Yeah. For one camera, if you pull up your app, dial to that camera, we'll, we'll say that takes a minute. Mm -hmm. That is a for one camera. That is a six thousand percent increase in a 24 hour period as so, far as a efficiency. Okay, I get that. And but, then, you, but the only thing stopping you from doing that is spending money. Correct. And that's kind of where I... It's no different than sitting on a biologic plot and a 360 blind that's completely scent-proof and you're shooting deer at 15 yards. Yeah. That, and, and that is... Money will get you that. Yeah. And you can do that anywhere in the country. You could do that on public if they would allow you to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just uh, using what's, what you have in your tool belt to harvest a mature animal. Does it make you a better hunter? No, it doesn't. It just reassures you that you are learning and you are, like, if, if you think there's a big deer in this area, that camera just letting you know, okay, you're right. Okay. That doesn't mean you're going to harvest that animal. See, I look at, you multiply it out, right? We just did one camera, 6,000% increase. And that's why I'm like, maybe this technology we need to look at because- A 6,000% increase on what though? On one camera for one day. Now multiply that out every 24 hours because you didn't- yeah, but a picture's like a picture doesn't mean a dead deer. Yeah. Though. It doesn't. It doesn't. And it, but, but honestly, is, it would scare me if I if I had a picture and I and I walked in there. Being a public land hunter, if I had him on camera at three o'clock and I'm walking in there at five, that's scary. I don't know where the fuck he's at. He could be anywhere in that area. See, I'm like, I'm, I got to be close, right? No, yeah, but you but you don't want to be. You don't know how close you are. Yeah. You could go in there for no reason. See, I I am I'm, I'm thinking that's more of a positive. Like he's close. If I if I my two up, biggest deer yeah. I killed them where they where they weren't at for the last five days. Okay, they were coming back or right. been, yeah. Okay, and once you learn that pattern of where they where they're not at, that's that step ahead. I missed my window today uh, this year on a buck that uh, I had I have a, a video of him leaving the farm with the doe. Yeah, I hunt the farm really hard. My my small piece. The next picture I got of him was like the twenty eighth of November. He came back. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, but the fact is like, okay, so if you're a guy who works all summer and doesn't have to work in the fall and you're sitting in your tree stand every single day of the season and you just happen to harvest that deer. Okay. So is that, is that a, a unfair advantage? No, but to me that also brings it back to, to, to hunting. Right. And I look at hunting as this heritage, as this primal activity, as this sport. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm looking at the technology we're advancing in at a very rapid rate right now and like a little bit concerned for my son and what hunting is going to look like and what this this ability to actively be so many places at one time mm -hmm. because i know guys now that instead of having two leases have three my outfitting buddy he fired uh he didn't fire but he's like hey i, I don't need my part-time help 
so he's he's saving money there. He bought obviously some some more stuff for his farm, but also bought a fifty acre piece yeah. that that came up for sale on the road because. My concern for the future, right, is the active ability to scout multiple locations will, it does favor the guy with the cash. And because he was restricted prior by but time. But those guys with cash can't take public away. They can't. And that's what it all comes down to. Like, we can talk private all day, but you you can admit, and I can admit, and anybody who's really hunted public hard and hunted private hard, I'd rather hunt public. Ten, ten times out of nine, nine out of ten times, I'd rather hunt, hunt public. Some places that pressure that public or that private land's pressured because the way the, the times we live in, the times we live in, privates any private that I'm going to get, I'm not paying for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do have leases out of state, but like in this state, I'm not paying for it. Yeah, so it's like it's going to be tougher to get, I think. Exactly, it's a, it's a handshake farm. So if I'm shaking your hand to hunt this, there's probably three other guys shaking your hand to hunt yeah. this. My uh, two biggest deer, 12 guys had on camera. Yeah, I, I remember you talked. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so I'm going in passing 150s, 160s, 170-inch deer to shoot 180-something-inch deer, knowing 12 guys have them on camera yeah. with no cell cameras. Do you uh, do you yeah. have any two cents around keeping public land, maybe like a, a new trail cam clause like Missouri has, like some of the western states have? Because Why, So... He with the most cell cams or the most trail cams wins, keeping public land a little more of an even style playing field. Does well, that ever answer? No. I mean, he who has the better job has the has the nicer car. What does it matter? Yeah. If you got grit, you got grit. Okay. You know what I mean? If you want it bad enough, I don't care if you got three cameras or 300 cameras, you're going to shoot a big deer. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, are I, you should you should you take guys' money away because they have a nice car? No. Then why would you take their cameras away? Right. But that's that's their advantage. Okay, they, they got a lot find of your advantage. Your advantage might okay. be okay. You might run cameras, but you only hunt 10, 10 days a season. I can hunt thirty days a season. But what if find you blast your, the woods with seventy five cell cams? Then you blast the woods with seventy five cell cams. Oh, I do not like that. Okay, but that doesn't mean he's going to kill. Okay, he gets one tag. Yeah, let him run seventy five cameras. He's got one tag. So, to me, that's kind of bypassing the sport, right? Like, I feel like. To, to he had to find those deer. He had to scout to know where to put those cameras. He yeah. had to put the work in to do that. So it's not like you just but, hang a camera and there's a 160. Yeah. But you, you put enough of them, and obviously the, the rate of technology, right, is going to increase. And now, like in 10 years, do we have these these softball-sized cell cams? And, and as some there's a new cam that pivots, does 360. So let me, let me ask you this. Yeah. We know how many guys between me and you would you think we know that hunt public land? At least 100. Maybe, but but maybe like twenty here in the Buckeye State that I know on a first right. name basis. Okay, so how many of those guys kill mature deer every single year on a year to year basis? No matter what cameras that they use or anything, three to five. On a I, I, I was getting about five ish. Yeah. Okay. So you don't think any of those guys run conventional? Cameras I don't know if I need cell and cell cameras. And you think any of the guys that don't kill deer don't don't run cell cameras? I know guys personally that run cell cameras that are supposed to be OG Ohio public land guys that haven't killed a deer. Really? You know what I mean? That they run cell cameras. Yeah. So it's like, it, the cell camera doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we all know the difference. When we're sitting in deer camp, we all know the difference between deer hunters. So so it's it's the, the grit doesn't change. Yeah. K- killers are going to kill. Yeah. And if you do it on a consistent basis, like for, for instance... You're not known as a big deer killer, but you're known as a killer. You kill deer on public land. You've done sure. it on a consistent basis. That's because of the work you put in, right? 
So if you if you took one year out of your life and said, okay, I'm not selling for that. I'm shooting a 170. And you literally devoted your your year to that. Sure. Like, you Quit know what? Job, I'm draining my 401k. I'm quitting <laughs> my job. I'm doing whatever. Yeah. Like, you could do it. Those guys that are running those cell mm. cameras just have a different type of grit. Yeah. If they have 75 cameras out there, applaud that dude. He put out 75 cameras on public. So that's, like, that's, that's where I'm like. a lot of work. You know what I mean? It, that is a ton of work. But but something about the ability to, to, to get the text that tells you the most killable deer and, and the biggest This goes on camera to me is killable. No, but. Majority of pictures you get, like let's be honest, on public land you can and you can attest for this. Majority of the pictures you get on public land is during rut time time period, mm-hmm. late no late October to mid November. And actually, I know people say the rut's not pattern, bro. I don't know about you, but I get a. I hate the rut. That's almost when but I. But I. But for a guy who singles out deer, that's hard. Okay. For seeing deer, period, rut's awesome. Sure. But I get almost more 12, 24 hour loops that are like. Killable. We're like he passed there at let's call it midnight. Then the next twelve hours, he he. And if I was going to hunt that morning, and and I hunt as many days as I can between October twentieth and the end of November, like some sometimes it's like four out of five or, or three out of five. But like so I hunt say in. that say that that guy. So say a guy from Indiana walks into our state. He puts out five cell cameras. Okay. <laughs> say you've been hunting this same piece of public for six years. Mm-hmm. Who has the advantage? Sure, you do. But that's also more like normal. So what does that cell camera matter? He's not going to walk in in hill country and walk up on a deer and shoot him on camera. Hmm. That's not going to happen. You know that's not going to happen. You're not walking through the woods and shooting a deer on camera. Not in hill country. Not in middle of October when it's dry as fuck and you sound like you're walking on styrofoam plates. There, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, not yeah. doing it. Rainy day, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like with a gun, yeah, but that's a different type that's, of program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're talking about a majority of our deer season is bow is, yeah. is bow hunting. Now, Cam, what about some of the cringe stuff where, like, I don't know. To me, like, what feels very borderline fair chase is the the Midwest whitetail this year. Like, guys are, are setting up their evening posts knowing, not knowing, right? You don't fully know anything. But, like, hey, 30 minutes before sunrise this morning the buck was headed towards this direction like mm-hmm. i know that bedding area is is you know there's a couple favorable spots to bed i'm gonna hunt this spot in the evening post and they're doing it based on the text what's that any different than the guy who went and checked his camera at four in the morning he he knew the same thing yeah but he physically did it again he he but he's just living physically gr- ground like, okay, set uh, he's potentially bumping him like He's a, you know the deer has a chance to get educated on on the fact he's being pursued. He knows he's being pursued. You're talking about uh, I, I I read a thing the other day. There's eight million deer hunters in the country. The next best thing to us is like four million people that hunt elk or something like that. Okay. So these deer know they're being hunted. I mean, first off, we're on public land. Mm-hmm. You know as well as I know, we're in the, one of the only states that hold harbor giant whitetails that you can hunt over the counter. And you can come here and shoot good deer on public First state hunt. to the east, unfortunately. And it's the cheapest state to hunt. God bless it. DNR. Crazy you know? prices. And so it's like, so we deal with more pressure than any, like Iowa can't even uh, fathom the pressure that we have. Michigan doesn't even understand the pressure that we have. Even though Michigan's a, a high pressure state, they're twice the size of us. So mm-hmm. of course they have more hunters per square mile. They're twice the size of us. Yeah. You know, but our state, we get 
you can you can attest on public land. You got people from New Jersey, New Hampshire, North Carolina, we South Carolina, Florida. We got three big cities. You know, so it's like Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Columbus. Majority of people on our public land aren't even from here. Yeah. Yeah, you're so not wrong. You're dealing with guys out there stomping around, beating the hell out of this public land, know nothing about it, never even hunted hill country before. Yeah. So knowing that, knowing that we have all this pressure, and knowing that there's some killers in this state that hunt public land. There's not a single deer that I've shot off public land that nobody else had on camera. Somebody's messaging me like, hey, I, I had a picture of that deer. Yeah. Once they there's enough big. killers in this state. Like, there, we... We all live kind of in the same area. So, so That's the thing, too. Like, we all kind of are in the same areas. That kind of bothers me, right? That some of the mystery or, like, the, the unknown. Like, if you look at, 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 at hunting as a pureness, like... You're not going to shoot a deer off public land right now that not one guy has on camera. Well, I don't even... I, you, may be, you might be able to take public-private out of that conversation. Yeah. Everybody has at least that deer on camera. One person has may, it. One, yeah, one like one. maybe like a big landowner in the westernish states, you know, that, that are very vast. But like, I don't know, man. I think uh, you're right. I don't think there's a deer in the state that ain't been trail camped. Yeah, and it's like that's where that's the era we live in. So why not adjust to it? Okay, so like my private my my private farms out of state, we're able to bait. I bait because my neighbors bait. Oh yeah, I have to bait. Yeah. If I don't bait, I don't, I don't have deer. Yeah. Do I go hunt to bait? No. Do I like shooting deer off? I've shot two deer off corn my entire life, and I felt like garbage. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like, and it, it wasn't even my my big deer. It was just like deer that I was just like, man, like I don't even like doing this. But it was like late season, and it was fun, and you know, yeah. it's different. Like you have to like even in this state, if you have private land, you have to bait almost to have deer because if you're not, everybody else is baiting. Yeah. I can think of a so so. Let me ask this: at the rate of technology increase. I'm, I, I look at what's coming, right? The, the pivoting and zooming of, of, of these trail cams, like the, the live stream of the woods, like to me, it's, it's morphing very much into security guard-esque features. And I do not like that. And I'm a little bit afraid that in five, 10 years, like it's gonna be like, click, click. Okay, I've got my, my detail. Let me go to thermal mode. And now I can penetrate the woods at even greater Yeah, but distances. aren't you glad that you get to hunt a better class of animal because of that? The class, okay, so you take 1995 to 2023. In 1995, how many 26.230 inch deer do you think were being shot? None. Very rare was that happening. But when we was kids, when we was kids, a big deer was a giant 6x6, six six, a giant 5x5. Five five, but access giant. was a lot easier. So think about how much trail cameras have changed the hunting world and the fact that nobody's shooting small deer. I'm not saying nobody. Yeah. There's a couple guys out there. But... <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying like a whole lot of people are holding out for an older class of deer yeah. so in general across the map the deer have gotten older more mature bigger and it's just like how's that not help the sure. industry is there a downfall to cell cameras sure but it's i feel like it's less than one percent it's that one guy mm. that sits on his farm but if he can shoot it from, if he can walk to it from his house because he got it on camera, he could probably shoot it from his porch. Mm -hmm. And people's been shooting deer off porch for two hundred years. And again, like I, you know, a lot of people get caught up in the 12, 24 hour like kills, right? And to me, I'm almost more bothered about the guy who blasts the woods with cell cams in, in the summer, starts his vacation, and he's got such a leg up and has spent zero time in the woods. I'm like, wait a minute. So the woodsmanship, so, right? The guy who's actually scouting. Like, what do you what do you take he away? He doesn't have an advantage. What do you anymore? take away from the guys that hunt the red moon? Uh, um, 
You know what I mean? I don't believe in the moon. I don't. When a deer's ready to die, he's ready to die. I don't. I don't believe in the moon. But there's guys that go out there and hunt the red moon, like Adam Hayes and all these guys. I respect Adam Hayes. I think Adam Hayes is a great deer hunter. But I'm saying there's guys that live and die by that that know that if they go out on the red moon that they're going to kill deer. Now, I think that there's a methodical process behind that. They don't hunt their deer until the red moon so they're not pressured. Mm. So they go on the red moon and they kill them. Mm. You know, so there, there's a lot of, uh, you know, hoopla behind that. Yeah. But what about those guys? Yeah. They have a system down. It's no different than the system of running a, 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 a cell camera. I'm not going to go hunt an area that doesn't have a big deer. And you wouldn't either. If, it, if there's a deer there that you don't want to shoot, you're not, you're not going to hunt it. No. So, but if you if you go check your conventional cameras, and say you go check twelve cameras, and there's a giant on this camera, and there on the other eleven cameras there's not a giant. What are you what are you gonna go? What what area are you gonna focus on? It, yeah, I your cell cameras are the same process. You have to put in the same amount of leg work. But other you get than the undisturbed, you get the undisturbed, and, and the efficiency that we just talked about as far as like one to one, it's a six thousand increase. And how's that any different than mobile hunting? You get undisturbed deer. You're the first person to sit in that tree. No, no, no. You're walking into the woods. They still got a but chance you're the first to see you. You're still walking in the woods putting that camera in. Yeah. If you think a mature buck... takes that out It of takes it. one time to walk into an area and a, and, a, and a mature buck has got you pinned. Yeah. And he's going to worry about that for the rest of his life. I agree. And that's why I'm like... So... I, that's why I'm team no cell cam. Well, if you walk into an area one time and do a... I don't know what you boys call it. A bump and dump. You should jump a deer and you go hunt him. You're, that's a, more damage than what anything could could could... Could, could do but it's the same process mm-hmm. you know what I mean you're, you're going in and hunting a deer that you already scared mm-hmm. that's wild the chances of another deer coming that's what I think the chance of another deer coming into that bed is higher than that deer coming into that bed okay you know what I mean it's a good bedding area for a, a buck yeah, yeah, yeah and if you and if you know anything about that like if you shoot a mature buck out of, out of an area there's going to be another buck that moves in and uses his same bedding okay it's, that, that's going to happen see I think that bother and we're allowed to disagree because I I'm a little more bothered by some of this. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I look at my kid, right? And and, and I, I think, you know, we talked about, you know, do you, and I guess let, let me ask you this, is is there a line that you think we're approaching where, hey, maybe we need to dial this back? Like if, if cameras can go to thermal, you know, are we going to dial that back? If, uh, you what, know. But what advantages would that have, would you have from a thermal camera? Than what uh, than what you already have. Cam, if I have forty or fifty of these cameras with thermal, right? Like on my morning hunts, I know exactly where to. That walk. camera's not going to shoot that deer and tag it for you. No, but I know exactly where to avoid. You know exactly where to avoid now. You're not a dumb. No, deer hunter. no, 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 no. You're not a dumb. I deer bump hunter. some deer, my friend. Everybody bumps deer, but it's not worried about bumping deer. If you're bumping deer, you're hunting the wrong deer. Big deer don't go, just, don't congregate. But but literally, <laughs> you know thermal, what I mean. Thermal right. warning hunts, like dude, if I was out there, you know, swap mode, like you know, because I. I but people, I, but people do that now. People literally in farm country right now will take a thermal set of mm-hmm. you know binos and scan fields I to make sure there's that's no, illegal. Yeah, but people do that. Sure. How many people do you know in this state that would admittedly say that? Yeah, you know what I mean, and it's like okay, so you're already checking, but they're not on a weapon. Okay. So how is it? How's it? How's it wrong? They're just making sure there's not deer in the soybean so, field before they walk in. So, again, I think that's a uh, very advantageous to the hunter. Like, it, it's exactly. that percent, right? Like, I do think the deer should either win and detect the hunter at some point. That that That's my big thing is, like... But that's that's a naive way of thinking about it. That's when you, like, I that's when you the break the mold. Up, I think that's should. when you break the mold of shooting 130s to 190s. All right. He never wins you. You only go in there when the wind's right. Even if you run a conventional camera, 
You only go in when the wind's right. Not when it's convenient for you, when it's convenient for him. You don't hunt deer on your wind. You don't bump a 190-inch deer that's six years old and think you're going to go in there and bump him two or three times and then go go hunt him. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. That's where you go from shooting 130s to 190s. Yeah. And I can admit, like, I haven't played the 190 game. Well, I don't want to talk about this too much. Well, I mean, we've all fucked up. Sure. (laughs) But, 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 yeah. To me, it's just like I I am very, and I think that's that's my driving thing is like I'm I'm looking at this and I'm like, man, are we tipping the odds too much? And and the future, right? Let's talk about the future a little bit as far as like I I want my son's hunting to somewhat look like mine, and I am very much afraid that it is. It is going to be security guard access will be more difficult. Can like I be one thousand percent with you? Your honey doesn't look like my honey. Yeah. And we're not that far in age. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the old era. Mm-hmm. I didn't run a truck hammer until I was 25 years old. Um, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm 31 now. I th- so I haven't been running cameras all that long. Yeah. I didn't understand. I didn't even know we could bait in the state until I was 25 years old. Yeah. I didn't even know what that meant. I'm like, do we live in cornfields and soybean fields? Why are we baiting deer? <laughs> like, we're, they're, they already got it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I had no idea that was even a thing. Yeah. So it's like... I grew up in an era of you had to be a woodsman to kill good deer. I grew up in an era of my dad and grandpa taught me how to be a deer hunter. Yeah. My dad had this one buddy that shot giants, and I studied him. Like, I want to know how to kill yeah. giants. There's Because I saw at an early age there's a definitive difference between guys that deer hunt and guys that shoot giants. Yeah. There's a definitive difference. And once I learned that difference, then I realized there's 10 other differences in all those categories. Okay. To be consistent is a whole different category. Okay. Um, Kim, is there a, is there a point that, that you're like, ah, that's probably not going to be fair chase. Is there a point that you're like, you know what? Cause, cause I think as hunters, right? Like we're okay if something comes along and then we take it away. Stick them in the NFL is a perfect example where a piece of technology came in and they're like, wait, the art of the catch made it, you know, it it changed the sport. It changed the skill of squeezing a football, timing the catch, like to just sticking your hand out and boom, it, it, it happens. Um, is there a piece that you're worried about or, or can think that you're, you would step in and be like, you know what, I don't, I don't agree with this being what, what we call hunting, right? This primitive lifestyle, this no. thing we're so passionate about, the thing that we love. Well, you're not going to like my answer. Okay. But my answer to that is YouTube. I think that's the worst part of technology that's interfere with hunting. Everybody on YouTube thinks they're an elite hunter. They need to put out videos. They need to give advice. They need to talk about their gear. They need to do... That's the art of hunting that was never a part of art of hunting. That's a new age type of, mm-hmm. type of stuff. So when you bring all that new age in, into it, um, you're taking away from the actual sport of deer hunting. You're talking about what gear you're using, what tree stand you're using, oh, this is better for this, this is better for that. When in the end goal, we're all trying to kill deer. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest thing that's been a drawback for hunting has probably, and the biggest thing that's helped hunting too, so it's a double-edged sword, 100%. Yeah, but I'm, I'm definitely a product. Technology is that. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like, that's, I feel like the only thing that's a difference between me and you in this in this thing is that that's the difference. You're a technology guy, I'm not. I don't care about YouTube. I don't care about making videos. I don't care about doing, I, I was that guy. I, 100% I was that guy. I lived that life. I was sponsored okay. by Sitco, Zonic, Black Eagle Aero. I had all the sponsors. I was one of the first three hunt shows on Amazon Prime. Like I, I, I was that guy. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. But then when I realized that hunting isn't what Mark Drury said hunting was. 
Yeah, that's so. So I grew up with it very much tricked by the uh, outdoor television. 100%. Like, dude, I, in college, I'd swipe into the dorm that had the cable package, yeah. and like I watched when, when we were seventeen years old, being on pro staff meant something. It, it probably it doesn't did. now. Yeah, it it's, really doesn't now. And these guys will sell their soul to be on a pro staff. That's the biggest thing that's wrong with the hunting industry in my eyes. Okay, is people are not true to themselves. They. Uh, I'm very and I and you know me on social media. I'm very vocal about that. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't. You keep me straight sometimes because I'll DM you because I think people see me and you comment sometimes and they don't know. Like I'll call Cam and be like, Cam, you're right. Yeah. There was a gear thing. Like, dude, like he said, guys are so focused on tree stands. I'm like, hey, Cam, I'm gonna say I'm guilty on this. Yeah. I apologize. You're right. Like I'll take a summit climber out there and kill the biggest deer in the woods. But you want to know why? Because I'm going to devote my life to it. I'm going to hunt every single day until he's dead. Yeah. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to do whatever it takes. That's the grit. Okay. Your tree stand don't matter. Your camo don't matter. Your arrows don't matter. Your bow don't matter. Okay. The grit matters. And when I look at a deer hunter who I respect, I look at grit. If you got the grit. Okay. okay, so like you look at a guy who's running. So how many cameras do you run on public a year? I probably have... In the field at a given time, 20-ish, plus or minus five. Which is respectable for the average guy. Okay? Right, yeah. For a guy who's devoted his life to it, on public, on an average year, not this year because the EHD hit, and I was just like, I'm not dealing with it, I'm hunting out of, out of state. On an average year, I'm running anywhere from 75 to 150 cameras on, on public. Yeah. And so is that an advantage over you just because I run more cameras? You know what I mean? So what's the difference between that and a cell camera? I'd rather run 40 cell cameras and minimize it as mm-hmm. opposed to running 150 cameras and go blowing all my deer out and yeah. having no deer to hunt on the opening day as opposed to like, okay, well, if I go in there in the first week and shoot on 170 that I found already and I know he's there, boom, done. Yeah. That's the goal, right? Yeah. And I don't think uh, – I'm not going to change your mind. But for me, I'm I'm, I'm I'm team no cell cam because of the, the undisturbed factor, right? Like bypassing a little bit of the detection – and uh, that ability to be everywhere, it's to me, it's no different than blind than like blind scouting. You're okay. going you're going into an area that you're undetected. And if you, you know en- if you if you, you know to, if yeah. you know enough about deer, you're gonna out hunt everybody there. It's not that hard. You know the average public land hunter. Sure. You're gonna out hunt him. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you know but what I do I mean? think a cell cam takes a guy who let, let's call him like a four or five out of ten on the scale. I wouldn't say that. I think it takes back in the day. Back in the day, when I was outfitting, I watched a lot of dudes come in with the top gear, thinking they were macho dude, and they fucking send me a picture of a buck at at forty yards that's that's looking at him. So, so I yeah, and I still have to be a good deer hunter to kill the deer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my outfitting buddy though, like he's like some weeks, like we we looked at his schedule week by week. Yeah. Some weeks, very very noticeable increase in effectiveness. Mm -hmm. Um. But that was probably during rut. Um, I can't say much because he does feel he has some advantages. Um, rut and late season there's is, a your, few, is your advantage. There's a few <clears throat> times he he noticed, okay, there might be like a, an 11% increase one week, but there are weeks where he he about doubled his percentage. Yeah. So, But that um, depends on time of season. Any camera would double its percentage in a certain time of season. Um, as long as you know where to put your camera. But, but, he but was you a- have to know where to put that camera. He was able to put a hunter somewhere... Not because he walked in there. Okay, so from that aspect, so say you're an out-of-state hunter and you're coming into a guy and you're paying $5,000 to come deer hunt. Would you rather him run cell cameras or regular cameras? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a no-brainer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So it's like, that's the advantage. 
The advantage is that you still have to put the work in. You still have to find the deer. You still have to put the camera on the right. You're talking about a million trees in the woods, and you put it on one single tree that got a 160 on. Okay. Final thought. Are you ever concerned we're going to walk in the woods and see, like, th- like a camera every fourth tree? If, if Ohio doesn't go to a draw state, probably. <laughs> I mean, it's getting wild. That is a great here, answer. <laughs> that is a great answer. It's getting wild out here. Okay, we're going to cut this now, and we're going to do a more fun BS, a uh, little bit wider variety, more of a, a, a camp. I'm having a good time. This, is, this has been really cool. This was a good conversation.